What's happening, RSL Nation? It's your boys, Adele and The Baker. And we're back. Are we though? How are you doing, Baker? We're back with what? What are we back with? Oh, we're back with the uh, Scarf Life podcast show, RSL Nation. <laughs> Thingy lingy. Do I sound a little rusty? It's, I mean, I'm, I don't even, I don't know where we're going to like post this recording to for no other reason than I am sure I've lost the passwords to all of our accounts since the last time we recorded. Well, I hope you didn't change your hardware since because it usually remembers it. No, I don't, uh, I don't trust any of that. You know, the NSA <laughs> is monitoring it all. So I just leave all of my passwords unremembered. You know what? It, it, it it's a weird thing. It has been a long off-season, but it also feels like we just stopped playing yesterday at the same time. I mean, yeah, there's, there's something to be said for that. Uh, by off-season standards, this one was actually one of the shorter ones. It, you know, it helps that we played in the Western Conference Final, for crying out loud. That did extend our season by a few weeks. And that was a that was a sexy season we had last year, for many reasons, including the fact that we were not supposed to be there. But here we are, we're back, and can you believe it? This we're back in action in what just a few days now. Yeah, it's uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday night. You know, stick it stick into that uh, r- regular Tuesday schedule. <laughs> we are Thursday, recording Tuesdays. We are recording this on a Taco Tuesday. And uh, if, if I remember correctly, we face Houston this Saturday. Sunday, I believe it is. Is it? A, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a Sunday game. Yep, you're right. Away and then Saturday. But it really feels like, so you and I were both. We were both what? Well, it wouldn't be a Scarf Life podcast without some technical issues. So here we are. We're back. So as I was saying, you and I both went to the last home game of the season in Kansas City. Um, Correct me if you think otherwise. Probably one of the funnest RSL away (laughs) games we have ever experienced. Yeah, so quick correction here. Uh, You said last home game, last regular season game of the season last year. Yes. Uh, No, that was just a – Kansas City is an amazing city, which is not something I ever thought I'd say out loud. Um, I mean, let's call it what it is. That game was actually pretty not good. Oh, objectively? Yeah, that was a pretty bad game. Yeah, it was terrible. But the last, like, 10 seconds were fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yes, we we did attend that, and uh, you know, by crook and hook, we managed to make that make that season, make, make two, the postseason, I should say. Two takeaways from that Kansas City trip: really good barbecue, and really angry dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the that that pit bull mix thing really want to take a bite out of you. <laughs> There's, there, there's a story for you, RSL Nation. If you ever, if you ever bump into us in a stadium or at an event or something, have uh, Adele tell you about the dog that want to take a bite out of his ass. Good if time. you, if if you ever see me at a stadium anywhere in the country, RSL Nation, ask me about the Kansas City Pitbull story. I will give you literally the scarf off my neck and <laughs> tell you the story if you listen to it. But um, so anyway, so that that game happened. Um, obviously, the, one of the most climatic ends to a regular season we can imagine. Yeah. Um, and then we traveled up to uh, Portland. Well, I mean, you're skipping the entire oh, Seattle no shots. Well, thing. of course, who's Seattle? We don't want to talk. Seattle is a non-existent team right now. We'll talk about right. Albert Rushnak's move in a minute. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, there was that Portland game that we traveled to, um, and that's where the season ended. The season ended tragically in uh, in Portland. Uh, you know, we we've been there a, a couple times now. Um, Never won. Yeah, I mean, honestly, including just this, you know, this preseason, and we'll get into that. Um, I, I think we're like, it, it feels like the the aggregate score of the last, you know, five Portland games is like 56 them and like three us, you know, like like there was that game where they beat us at, what was that, like 6-1 or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, feels like we haven't beat those guys in a really, really, really long time. Should we just keep blaming the turf? I mean, I was blaming the turf pretty hard when Ochoa called for a sub in the last game. Didn't love that. Um, but, yeah, yeah, man, that in this day and age, you know, all I'll say is hashtag no plastic fields. We'll leave no it at that. No plastic fields. Well, we did beat Seattle, which was uh, a miracle. And then we lost slightly to Portland. Anyways, uh, look, the only reason that we're mentioning any of this and all of this is for two reasons. One is I hope you, y'all, our Soul Nation can join us for some away games this season because we're planning on at least a couple. That will be yep. very fun. And, Vancouver, uh, for sure. Vancouver is already booked, penciled in, done, scheduled. There will be others probably. There's nothing, I would argue there's nothing like an away game experience. There's nothing like, you know, the bonding that happens with fellow fans. Absolutely. But also just exploring the city and new stadiums. And I mean, it, it's, yeah. it, it's incredible. Yeah. It's it's got a it's got a real behind enemy line sort of vibe. Yeah, um, yes. you know you 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 kind of feel like you got away with one when it goes your way, and you kind of feel like, well, I don't know. At least I got a good trip out of it when it doesn't go your way. And you know, I think you and I notoriously bad luck at away games. If we're going to be totally honest. <laughs> yes, minus uh, all. Okay, how about this? It, we think- made up for it in the That's best it. way possible at Kansas That's City. It. Absolutely. Yep. Um, but every, correct me if I'm wrong here, every other away game that you and I have been to, it wasn't even a draw. We straight up lost. We are collectively one and probably eight. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, one, one, eight, zero. Yeah, like I would even settle for a few draws here and there. Nope. I know I've been to, let's see. We have been to Portland twice, lost. Seattle, lost. I've been to New York, lost. Uh, Denver, lost. One of the very few times we actually lost. (laughs) Right. It's like we don't lose to Denver. Um, LA, Galaxy, lost. I forgot about that. Yep. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some there. Oh, for sure. For sure. There's, yeah. We, I, I mean, it's, I'm not going to stop going to away games, but, uh, you know, also like, I feel like you and I do our part a little bit. This is, this has to be on the team. Right. At, at some point it's like just two dudes with a crappy podcast. <laughs> yes. Um, website. Speaking of, speaking of crappy podcasts, let's get this in real quick. Uh, big shout out to all of those podcasts that were formed in the last month. Um, you guys know who you are. Just, just we we've been there. You know, just a couple. Oh, listen, dudes. don't 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 call them crappy. Um, oh, oh, oh I, that's a that's a term of endear- endearment. I, I would oh, refer okay. to our podcast as a as a crappy <laughs> podcast. I mean, we lost audio the first two minutes in. Um, it wasn't two minutes, I think. That was yeah. that was a that was a compliment. I can't stress that enough. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's. I feel like. I mean, let's call it what it is you and I kind of took a little break there. Let's call it that. Yes. And in our absence, I think there's like five new RSL podcasts, not complaining. I'm all I'm saying is, you know, every, everyone knows who the OGs on the block are. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. And we welcome all let's work together. The more, the merrier. I, I really, it, there, there's a shockingly low amount of information about RSL in, you know, just in, even in, in amongst the journalists out there. And 
I think it's mainly because teams like Real Salt Lake are good at keeping or you know playing stuff close to the vest, to the chest, right? And um, yeah, the more the merrier. Let's get more out there. I encourage anyone with a computer, an internet connection, and uh, the ability to create a password and a username. <laughs> Hell yeah, get out there. Put something. Tell us, tell us what you think. Yeah, let's see what sticks. Let's see what the people want to hear. Absolutely. As long as they join us. As long as they join us at one of the away games. That's all we ask. Come to an away game. You know what? Scratch that. Just come, you know, support RSL in your own way. We don't really care how. Uh, uh, Maybe we can still keep saying hell yes. Hell yes. Come on out. (laughs) I haven't actually listened to any of them. Are they good? I mean... I mean, compared to us, everyone's good, but like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you and me are literally just rambling. I, I, I think... Here's the thing. We start off, and we have, like, a loose outline, and then we abandon that loose outline literally five seconds into the recording. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, it, it's... Everyone's going to get better with time. We'll leave it at that. Love it. Yeah. All right, man. So, last season, I think we have obviously overachieved versus what the expectation was. Yeah, that's probably very fair to say. And I would say by a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it, it's, let's call it what it is, absolutely captured lightning in a bottle, to use that old uh, cliche saying. Um, you know, we, we played in a Western Conference final and, you know, if Everton Luis is starting that game because they absolutely dominated that midfield, you know, maybe it ends a little differently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but obviously we can sit here and talk about shoulda, yeah. woulda, coulda, and that's not going to do anybody any favors. But, like, yeah, I mean, you know, it, you and I, and I, I will go back to, to this original statement, our idea of success last year was have new ownership not move the team. Yes. And in that year, we beat Kansas City yeah. uh, in the final game of the season, and then we knocked them out of the, uh, the playoffs. That's right. We bunkered against probably the most talented Seattle Sounders side that's ever existed, which is saying something. Um, bunkered is also an understatement, but yes. It's Utah, man. We don't believe in taking shots. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and then beat that team in in a, in a PK shootout where, uh, you know, Ochoa cemented his role as a villain. You know, again. And, 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 again. And then we, we, you know, for better or worse, we, we took it to Portland and the ball didn't bounce our way and it didn't go our way. But, you know, it, a, a team... That I think the projections last year, I pulled this up recently just to make fun of the projections from MLS soccer. But like people were talking about like 13th, 14th in the West last year. Like I, I think the highest number was 10th or something. So the quote unquote experts didn't exactly favor us all that much. I mean, let's call it what it is. Neither did you and I. Like let's be totally no. transparent here. And this team absolutely overperformed. Well, to uh, in our defense, and I will not defend us often, but in our defense, we are homers, according to uh, you know, based on the phrase of Chris Paul from a few years ago when he played against the Jazz for the Clippers, we're homers. So, I would much rather have finished very dead bottom of the West last year, and make sure. Real Salt Lake stays in Salt Lake, then win the MLS Cup, and it's Real Las Vegas next year. Right. And, so and- that that's that's where we came from. Our we had our priorities straight, right? Because like uh, now, don't get me wrong. If as it is the case now, I think it, we are secured. And the team is not moving anywhere anytime soon. And 
I don't, I think that's 100% the case now in part, and we haven't, we will not talk much about the ownership change, maybe a little bit, but the fact that Dwayne Wade is part owner, who's also part owner of um, the Utah Jazz. Um, yes. And, and much, much more importantly, uh, Ryan Smith is, He's not a majority owner, but he's a pretty large owner, right? Right. Yeah, he's like a proper partner in all this. Yeah. I, I think that secures us not going anywhere. So now right. hindsight last year is an uber success. Oh, oh, I mean, oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. It, it's, you know, our, our worst fears were like, hey, they're, you know, going to take this thing apart to take the franchise and let me call what is moved to Phoenix or Las Vegas. Yep. I yep. mean, that, that was a, that was a very real possibility for a while there. Well, absolutely. Even though, and, and you know what? I knew it was a real possibility when um, uh, Don Garber started saying it's not, <laughs> that's, that's right. wrong. Oh crap. This might actually happen. Never, never get quite as nervous as when somebody assures you of something not happening. Especially a guy that's as shady as that man. So. Yeah, yeah, that was that, that was that was. I remember, I remember those interviews. It was like, yeah, they, these guys are definitely getting ready to move this entire club. Yeah, uh, the only thing that gave me confidence is when they also announced that they're going to keep expanding, right? So there are new licenses out there, so right? Phoenix right. And, and LA. Oh, and not LA. Lord knows LA has too many teams already. <laughs> like a Phoenix and a, a Las Vegas. Can, Las Vegas, yeah. Can get their own teams here. Right. Um, but anyways, enough about last season, other than it was an incredible season. Formed. Um, obviously, all our expectations. Now we're looking forward to a new season. Looking and, forward to is strong, strong, strong way to phrase it. Well, let's just say it this way. I did. I did. I didn't mean it in a way of excitement. <laughs> I, I meant it in a in a manner of timeline. We are quite literally looking into a new season starting in a few days. Yeah, yeah. For the better ex- or worse, the experts have us slated about the same as last year, as far as finishing. Yeah, I mean, technically, on average, actually worse, which. Not sure how you get there for what it's worth, but all right, whatever. Well, I'll tell you how you get there. We lost our second best player. Only statistically. I, I, I think it was and only the of... second and only the second half of the season. Yeah. And I, I mean, let's call it as only the final three quarters. Like he had like a bad first two months, maybe two and a half months. And then basically like he turned it on in the summer and didn't stop since. Do you remember what our biggest dreams were for him early last year? Oh yeah. It was Albert Rushnek gets called up uh, to the Slovakia national team and performs semi-well at the Euros. And we sell him for a massive amount of money. So literally none of that worked out other than him leaving. <laughs> For zero money. <laughs> he did not get called up to the Slovakian national team. He didn't. He not, was excluded. He did not perform well at the Euros. We did not sell him for a bunch of money. No. And then he went to Seattle. But he's still off our books. It's, um, it was, man, it was a weird, it was a weird time to be, the admin of an RSL fan page. I mm. I honestly felt like I was taking crazy pills. Like like I think there's a, there's an expression I'm fond of. Does thinking you're the last does being the last sane man on earth make you insane? That is literally how I felt every time I got on Twitter. Pe- people were trying to convince. I so just to be clear, to right now today at the desk that I am sitting on as I'm speaking in this mic, I am sitting in the lovely neighborhood of Leshai, which is located uh, just on Lake Washington in Seattle, Washington. Right. I live in, I live in Seattle. Um, We won't get into what all happened, but life is weird. Anyway, 
basically people on Twitter were trying to convince me that Seattle was so awesome that Albert Ruschnack was prepared to take a $700,000 pay cut to come play here. That, that is what people were trying to convince me of. And I'm sitting there and I'm going like, Hey, you know, like he still likes money. Right. And nobody could give me an answer other than, well, Garth Lagerway is a magician. Totally blew my mind. Mm. Well, I mean, Garth Lagerway is a bit of a magician, right? But I'm yet to see a magician that makes you feel good about losing money on something. Having said that, what you are saying is Albert Rushnak took a lesser payday to go to Seattle than he was receiving from Real Salt Lake last year, which was roughly, okay. if I remember correctly, like, $2.1 million. I think it was like 2.2 and maybe like 2.4 with bonuses or something like that. It was between 2. All right. I, I wasn't, I didn't think we'd get into this because it was, it's kind of old news, but I think, I think we should recap the entire Albert saga. Yeah. So he had a shit first half of the year. He had a not great first two months of the season. Let's call it what it is. He, he was so bad, he didn't get called up to the Slovakian national team. The Slovakian national team. Not you, Brazil. You and I, not you and Germany. I, you and I both know those Eastern European countries are stacked with talent. So not, don't, don't even. Not, don't not even. France. Okay, not England. Don't even. Don't he even. did not get called up to the Slovakian national team. That's let's, how let's, bad of a first few months. No, let's give credit where credit's due. If I'm not mistaken, the man ended with 11 assists and 11 goals last year. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And th- he had an incredible last, uh, I don't know, is it half of the season? I think it's just over half. Because like I, I feel like he turned it on basically after the Slovak no call. Yes. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. It did. It did. Um. I mean, let's get this right out of the way. We never should have been in a position as a club where our captain is a free agent, right? That that I, I think the front office performed admirable, admirably given the circumstances of last year, but not getting a deal with Albert taken care of. Just so you have, like, even if he's not part of your future plans, which is what Elliot claims, um, you know, have him leave on your terms, not the market's terms. Well, first of all, he should never have been the captain. Let's let, let, well, let's just let's. Yeah, but I, I mean, think, I think I'm on record saying that multiple times on this. Sure, podcast. sure, sure. It, but but I, I don't think that really matters to the larger story. True. Anyway, Albert Rushnak, eleven goals, eleven assists. You know, are yeah. statist- statistically speaking, are probably our second best player. Yep. Um, becomes a free agent and, you know, a, a rumor pops off on Twitter. Albert Ruschnack is being pursued by uh, the Seattle Sounders. And that's, you know, like, cool. Like, that makes sense. The, the thing that got me was reports are claiming that it's a TAM deal. So MLS funny money. So this is, this is where it gets a little, little confusing. Um, in order for Albert Ruschnack, so, so MLS free agency isn't like total free agency. There is no other team that could pay Albert Ruschnack the amount that Real Salt Lake could. The highest anybody could pay him was the, the wording is really fucking is really <laughs> confusing. Um, but it's basically ten percent of less of what. RSL had paid him. So RSL is the team that can pay him the highest. From yep. interviews and kind of, you know, context clues, it sounds like Elliot and Albert had a conversation. And I'm getting the sense that the front office genuinely believes that they can do better in the marketplace this summer for the amount that Albert was asking for and for the demands he was making, which that, that's fair. You know, Albert Ruschnack is not a cheap player. He's he was making $2.2 million. That is a significant sum of money. Yep. So these reports come out, 
you know, Albert Rushnak's going to Seattle, he's going to be a TAM player. In order for Rushnak to be TAMable, he would have to make somewhere around $1.6 million. For those of you doing the quick calculator, that's basically saying that Albert Rushnak was taking a somewhere between a six to $700,000 pay cut for the luxury of, of playing in Seattle. Well, I mean, that is, so there's one fault with your logic there, if I may. That's assuming he had the option to take those hundreds of thousands of dollars per year more in Salt Lake. Right. And, and from the, the way Elliot talked about it on ESPN 700, oh, this is Elliot Falden, RSLGM, was that no offer was actually made to Albert. It, it yeah. sounded like they had an initial conversation and their futures were so not in line that, that basically there was no offer to be made, which that part kind of worried me. And then, you know, the rest of this kind of came out. So basically these rumors come out. Albert Rushnak hates money. He's taking a almost million dollar pay cut to go play for Seattle. And I'm, I'm genuinely panicking, right? It's like, what does this mean? It, it's either RSL is terrible at business or Albert Rushnak is so disenfranchised with Real or, you know, quite frankly, any other team to the tune of, 500, 600, $700,000. Neither one of those is really ideal for me. Um, and then over the span of maybe two weeks, every club ever formed is linked to Albert. So there are talks about LA. There are talks about uh, a, a club in Argentina. There are talks about uh, clubs in Saudi Arabia. Um uh, Boca Juniors is linked at one point. Like everybody's pursuing, like Albert is basically messy at this point. And uh, you know, it, it, it's it, it's literally every time. I mean, I I went so far as to create kind of a you know fill in your own Albert adventure of Albert Rusnak is linked with blank team for blank money, and you come up with your own rumor. That's how prevalent so it you, became. You you mean to tell me that if Let's face it, at the end of the day, on paper, it's a guy with, what is it, 11 goals, 11 assists? I think so. Let me look into that. Well, roughly. It's like uh, he, he averaged a double-double, basically. Says officially, I want less money than I'm making right now. Teams are interested. <laughs> that, well, well, it, it, it wasn't that, that, that out. That makes sense. It, it, it wasn't that that was, you know, there was no other club that could pay him as much as Real Salt Lake, right? If, like, they, like, if, if so, here's the kicker: mm-hmm. if they want to, if they want to, correct? Yes, Which, no, and we, we now know that they didn't. But, so, and, but, but we, a, we we should have known. Oh, sorry, go ahead. But there's a huge gap with between what RSL paid him and this. TAM deal that was being reported, right? $700,000 when you're making 2.2, you know, that's still what a third, a fourth of your net pay. Like, like, would you take a 25% raise to live in Seattle? Probably. That's the part that I found hard to believe that there was no other club that could bridge that gap. Well, first of all, uh, you couldn't pay me enough to live in Seattle to start with. It's actually pretty lovely. Right, still. Um, more importantly, again, back to Albert, we cannot assume he took a pay cut on purpose. All we can assume is we have to think about the history. This is the guy that set out, literally did not travel with the team. I think it was to New England at that time. Was it, last it was actually year? Kansas City. Was it, it, was Kansas the SK, it was the SKC game. Yep. Last year, a couple of years ago, until he got his new deal, it was all about money for him. And you know what? Honestly, at that point, I was I was on his side. Respect. No, you know. Right. I mean, we love them, and now yeah. we now so, we don't. <laughs> so go do it. So I do not 
accept any notion that this guy purposefully went off and took a pay cut to play for someone else. I don't care who it is. It could be Real Madrid. It could be Barcelona. It could be uh, AC Milan. Or it could be Seattle. It doesn't matter. What I'm, what I'm thinking is he had no other option. He didn't take a pay cut. He got a new payday. RSL did not want to offer him anywhere near what he was making before, which I thought was way too much anyways. Exactly. So so this is where it actually gets really interesting because as we all at this point now know, Seattle did sign him and the, the details of the deal actually came through. And, and as much as I miss having Garth Lagerway <laughs> running the show and, and then some of his ability to, to sell, Seattle didn't get Albert Ruschnack out of TAM deal. In fact, he, uh, given his two plus one, uh, so the one being the team option year, he will be a full non-tamable DP, so north of 1.6 million every year for all three years. Uh, they, they went all in on Albert Ruschnack, which makes total sense. Uh, um, but they're also saying that... Does it? Well, and that that's where all of these, and we'll get into these predictions. It's actually a really good segue for the rest of the, the, the season this year. Like all of these MLS soccer heads have Seattle at one or two, as far as the Western Conference's standings go. Um, and a team that, quite frankly, was terrible going into the playoffs uh, last year, that then was beaten by Real Salt Lake, basically said the only thing where we need to improve is signing Albert Ruschnack. And now we are, because they are fully tied up on DPs. They can't buy anybody down. Their best bet for signing uh, summer, you know, deals is basically finding a player for under 1.6 million so they can buy him with Tam and, and selling new who, who had himself a lovely, uh, African Cup. So Seattle is basically the definition of a must-win-now team, and the thing that they improved on was signing Albert Ruschnack, and he's now the guy. He's the difference maker. And as an RSL fan, I'm going, I don't think he is, right? I had to support this guy for three, four, five years, however it may be now. When, when did we sign him? Let me, I got it right here. We signed him in 2017. So I've had to support this guy since then and let's albert has a lot of talents he's he's from what i understand he's actually a pretty cool dude um but he's not the guy he's not the difference maker and seattle is 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 all in on albert because financially speaking they have to be um i'm i don't see garth lagerway as a magician i think they got the raw end of the deal on this one. Oh, absolutely let me let, let me ask you a rhetorical question that you can't answer and i can't either how many times and i'm i'm gonna ask you for a second to sit back and think back about our post-match quickies our tuesday long forms you know remember the at my apartment after the game a little drunk with burritos yep talking about those post-match quickies and how many times have either you or I or both of us complained about this was the time where your DP steps up and closes the game for you? Very, very, very frequently. And very the only, only time I remember us talking about the inverse where Albert was the quote-unquote, like literally the difference maker was that one time where he came off the bench against Houston yep. and we ended up winning like 2-1. That's the yep. only time I can think of where it was like Albert was quote-unquote the guy. Yep. I've got and, 15 and, of those memories associated with the mere cry life. Yes, exactly. That's what I was just going to say. That was my that was my segue into the obvious next captain, the mere cry like, um, makes much more sense. But listen, at the end of the day, um, Albert – just in case someone's telling him about this, good luck. Thank you for the memories. From an objective perspective, 
I don't know. I, I am. Uh, I hate the Lakers, but I've always been a Kobe Bryant fan. Um, there's no Mamba mentality with Albert. Never has been. Right when the going gets tough, he disappears. So good luck with a team like Seattle. This might work out for everyone, except and if I may, I have and you have. We have all preached Albert leaving, but there's only one reason. We were preaching Falbert Levy, not because we didn't like the guy. Like I could say, cool guy, nice right. guy. Yep. But opening up an opportunity for another two plus million dollar player. Right. Well, let's move into next season right now. That's that's all we can do. So, who the hell did we get to replace Albert? Well, so realistically, Albert's replacement, you know, replacement, quote unquote. It is already on the team. It's the mirror, right? It, it's that, that's kind of how uh, uh, Pablo's been talking about it. It's how Elliot's been talking about it. it it's it, RSL is not signing a DP attacking midfielder. Um, Albert Rushnak's departure, and, and I remember tweeting this as it was happening, actually left a basically about as blank canvas as you can get on an already established team. In theory, all three of RSL's DP slots are open. Uh, I, I believe the Mir Krylock is currently a DP technically, but it's one of those situations, unlike Albert's, where he can act where he can be bought down with uh, with Tam. Um, so we're in a position where uh, you know Elliot, as recently as I want to say a few days ago, was on uh, once again ESPN 700 saying that we are cleared and we have the funds to sign to two DPs. Um, there's a handful of under 20, under 2022 kind of, you know, designated roster slots available as well. There's, I, I believe, a couple of um, international slots available. So these DPs don't need to have a green card, which <laughs> is very nice. Basically, if you're a brand new owner looking to make an impact, on a fan base that you just kind of inherited, it, it's about a golden uh, mm-hmm. scenarios you can hope for. Yeah, you don't have to spend that much compared to the other sports you you you're participating in. Um, I am extremely worried about the upcoming season. Forget about the preseason for a second. No one gives a crap about the preseason. I remember a couple of years ago we went undefeated in the preseason and ended up. Did we not make the playoffs or close to not making the playoffs? I can't remember. Right. So I I don't even want to talk about the preseason. It's it's practice. We're talking about practice, folks. Yeah, we're talking about, you know, Alan Iverson here. We're talking about practice. I'm supposed to be a franchise player. <laughs> I I think you and I mm-hmm. and everyone else in the league, by the way. Had the predictions for last year right? That, I mean, with a lot of hope and luck and prayer, we might make the playoffs. Might. Our only, our only goal was to re- remain in Salt Lake, keep the team in Salt Lake. It was a Cinderella run, right? You cannot replicate that. You cannot. You cannot build a business of hopes and dreams. Am I missing something? Or did we not just not improve from last year? Objectively speaking, losing Albert, we got worse. I mean, to answer you candidly, I I think most people agree that on paper the team is weaker. Um, there's, there's kind of a, a mantra floating around of, of people preaching, you know, when I say people, I mean, I do mean people with like actually in the know who are in the room where some of these decisions are being made, who are preaching patience. Um, let, let's, the, the obvious scenario is the, is the fact that, you know, MLS's preseason is more or less every other every other uh, leagues, you know, midseason. Like they are. Remember, we're we're not talking preseason. I don't care about preseason results. I'm talking about right. 
what's happening. Sure. I'm just talking about like the act of signing a player. So, so right now, most teams aren't looking to offload talent. Uh, the summer transfer window is when a bunch of European talent suddenly goes on the market. So th- this idea of, you know, help will come, but it's coming in the summer stems from the fact that we are waiting for every other league season to essentially end and for them to reassess their club needs. Um, so I remember that I remember that working out real well for Seattle one year. Ab- absolutely. So, so it, it's, you know, we're obviously referencing the, you know, the first year of Ladero joining, he was a summer transfer target. And, and quite frankly, Seattle was just kind of banging around the playoff line. Uh, up until then, suddenly he comes. No um, team. No, I think you misremember. They were dead last in the West. I don't <laughs> know if they were dead last. They they were not. They were good. well. I mean, not not maybe not the moment he joined, but like they were dead last. For right, quite a while. The they were time. not a good. They were not a good soccer club. Hundred yeah. percent. And he joins in the summer, and Seattle goes on to win their first MLS Cup that year. If I remember correctly, or maybe they lost that year to Toronto. It, it, long story no, they short, wanted, they, 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 this, yeah. they played in the MLS Cup final. Yep. Um, so, so right now, Real Salt Lake is cleared to sign DPs. They have the funds to sign DPs, but just because you are buying doesn't necessarily mean that there's somebody currently selling. Um, Realistically, the, the the big rumor that's floating around is the defensive midfielder uh, for Al-Hilal. That's a Saudi Arabian club, uh, Gustavo Quejar. Um, people are saying that if RSL were to get him, he would... I mean, he, he is ahead of Diego Chara on his international team as far as uh, their roster is concerned. So an immediate improvement in an area of desperate need for our club and then realistically uh, a left winger would probably be the other dp slot um so you know it's as a fan it's very hard to be in this position where your team i mean let's call what it is on paper is worse with a terrible preseason and realistically all we're saying is hey we need to be relevant until the summer transfer window yeah, don't 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 drop out so far to the point where it comes desperate, right? Right. Um, any other predictions, projections, thoughts about the upcoming season? As we are, this is probably the first and last podcast before the season kicks off. Um, well, it is the fact that, you know, help could potentially come sooner. The MLS transfer window is currently open, and I think it runs until like the end of May. So RSL could sign players. It just might not be the exciting, sexy GPs. Um, no, man, it, it, it's no predictions. I, I don't know. As, as a fan, I, I've got this really weird, uneasy feeling. I think the excitement of new ownership has worn off, uh, candidly. Um, you know, at the same time, I'm fond of the saying of uh, hope dies last. So, you know, we will see what happens between now and the summer check-in. Well, I, w- I would argue that the excitement of new ownership wearing off is a really fucking good thing. Excuse my French. Because remember, we achieved our primary objective of last season keep the club in utah in salt lake sandy well it's not even it's sandy right um so let's not forget that part i do think the new ownership has some pretty exciting ideas Uh, it's not the blitzer group it's i'm more excited about the ryan smith Dwayne wade group right they seem very excited about it Right. From we, what I understand, there's already a handful of improvements being done to the stadium. No, oh, I bet. Yeah, that, 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 that's awesome. And I think some of that stuff will take, well, might take a few years, right, to get there. 
these guys are playing the long game, not the short game. We have, we have already seen some um, we, we've seen some opportunities arise just as a result of Blitzer's international connections, right, with Augsburg and other teams. And we'll see what happens in the future. Right. I really do think at the end of the day, even though if you, if you rewind this to 12 months ago, or even six months ago, I'm pretty sure you and I were talking about the worst thing that could happen to this club is Pablo takes over because that's the RSL mold, right? Hire the assistant, basically. I think Pablo is the only guy, only person that can achieve or overachieve with this kind of group. I don't think a, a a slick tactician could make the playoffs or make a serious run with this group against now, now I love our group, right? Very talented, but let's just face it just on paper. Then they're no match against either of the LA teams, either of the North Pacific Pacific Northwest teams, right? Even the Dallas's of the world. Pablo might be the only guy that can, achieve that with this kind of less let's just again say straightforward less talented group than the competition in the space so he might be the right man for the job i'm very excited to see what happens in the summer having said that our first two games are houston away in texas we are yep. notoriously terrible down there True. We also usually play there in the summer, but yeah. Yep. So might as well get it out of the way early. And then Seattle at home. Welcome home, Mr. Rushnak. It's going to be a great game. Do you see any chance of getting any points out of those two first games? I mean, yeah, realistically, uh, you know, I, I can't say I've followed either Houston or Seattle's offseason particularly closely. Um Houston, you know, when you account for <laughs> not being in the, uh, the peak summer months, a, a beatable team, I, I think realistically are so good, you know, get a, get a draw down there. Um, you know, it, it really does depend on the, the I think, the defense um, in, in that scenario. We will be without Aaron Herrera because he picked up a red card in the final game against Portland last year. Um and then Seattle are, you know, they're in the middle of a CONCACAF uh, uh, Champions League run. They uh, played their first game away at a nil-nil draw. Um, I believe they have another game sometime this week. In, in this week. Um, I, I, I just think their priorities are elsewhere right now. I, I think they, you know, I, I think there's a very realistic scenario where Albert Rushnak doesn't even see the field for our home opener. Um, oh, that would be a shame. I, I want I, to give him a nice proper welcome home. But yeah, I mean, I, I think they'll probably be trying to save, save some legs, assuming that they, you know, make it to the next stage. Um, you know, I, I think Seattle's quote unquote B squad is very, very beatable. Um, so, you know, I, I can see a scenario where we go for three or four points or, just as likely a, a big old no. We can't have it both ways. What is it? I'm going to say four points first two games. All right. How about the first game? Because we'll probably do one of these before this home game. Right. I'm going to um, say I'm going to say we tie Houston. I'm going to say we lose at Houston. Oof. Yeah. How much? One zero. Mm, nah. Yeah. I, I the, think it's going to be a nice, this, nice nil-nil. No, the typical 78th minute, 1-0 loss. It's going to come um, off of their right side attacking uh, with a cross. and uh, Name three better. Houston players. Name, oh, come on. Come on. You're getting way too specific. There's no way it's going to happen. It's on record, 78th minute. A right flank attack with a cross and a header in. 
we're, we're talking seven days from now, and uh, this has happened. I'll buy uh, you a burrito. I will buy you a burrito if this happens exactly as you say. You'll buy me a burrito, but most importantly, you're going to buy me a Seattle dog when I'm up there. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're yep. decent. All right, Baker, anything else we need to discuss? I know we're all over the place, but I think we covered it all. Yeah, I mean, I think a nice little recap here for the major events that happened in the offseason, uh, a preseason that I, I think candidly didn't go our way, a club that at least on paper has gotten worse, and then uh, just the hopes and dreams of a, of a fan base. Uh, yeah, other listen. than that, it's, it's your regular, regular MLS season. I think last season, last year might have been the most, second most successful year in Real Salt Lake history. First being 04, 05, you know, when the club was, when the city was awarded the franchise and was founded and started. And then last year for keeping it here. You're just going to ignore that, the part where we won the MLS Cup? Yes. All right, because cool. we don't we don't win the MLS Cup. That that's probably third up. We don't win the MLS Cup if we don't get the franchise. And honestly, if we lose the team this year, I don't give a crap about the MLS Cup. Right. So I, that, that, I can't believe I'm about to say this. That actually makes a lot of sense. If okay. suddenly we are looking at a Real Salt Lake Phoenix or Real, well, that would make sense. Real Phoenix or a Real Las Vegas or Phoenix Real you know, or yeah, I like, would I, uh, I would not care about the MLS Cup that we've won. So solid point, solid point. I never thought I'd say that out loud. I make those, you know, this is mine this month. So look for 11 more this year. Just just one good contribution per month. It's <laughs> not the worst ratio I've ever heard of. All right, let's call it. RSL Nation, thank you so much for tuning in. In case you're still listening, Guess what? You're going to have one of these like once a week, mostly. Are we, are we back? Are we telling folks we're back? Yeah, we're back. Okay. I, I personally didn't get the memo. I'm, I've, been, I've been back this entire time. I just didn't have a recording partner. So, no, I'll, I'll take the blame. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's a given. I, I want folks to know it. It wasn't the baker. The baker's, the baker's here. The baker's not going anywhere. The bell's the, the, the one out here living his life. Like he's got things going on. The baker's been baking. We all good, RSL Nation. RSL Nation, um, it's your boys, Adele and the Baker, coming at you for the first time in a long time with another episode of Scarf Life. Thank you for listening. And uh, as, as Adele put it, hopefully this is the start of many to come this year. Take care. Nice.